listeners, welcome back to the Lost in Postulation podcast. I'm Nicola Volpi, and I'm joined by someone who, if he were to star in The Crown, he would insist to read every single line off in Irish. It's Neil Fitzpatrick. That is a reasonable demand, and if they can't get with me on that, then we, we just have to walk away from negotiations, I feel. That is, that is the only thing I'm asking. Otherwise, I'm good to go. I don't think it's too much to ask. Who would you play yeah. in the crown? Okay, everyone's mind is going to go to, you know, a certain you know, a certain un uh, unfriendly sect of Irish uh, history, and I I'm not going to go there. I would rather instead be a friendly uh Gaelgor <laughs> from the west of Ireland who stumbles upon the royal family in some way and, you know, is befriended by them. It, you know, it, it may not be entirely based on history. I also haven't watched The Crown, so I don't really know what I'm talking about. But I do think there's space for a Gwailgor, non-militant Gwailgor, who is very friendly and just wants to get along with everybody. That's my role. I I think that would be great. And and somehow he works his way, you know, into the upper echelons of the palace. Exactly. Uh, potentially marrying into it. And uh, where, where do we see this going? Rags to Riches, uh, amazing story. It could be a spinoff. We could do a movie. Uh, a tearjerker. All I'm saying is, like, my phone is not currently ringing, but I am expecting a call from Netflix anytime soon. Fair. And when you don't, when you say you don't watch a Crown, yeah. can we pin that down to being out of principle? I suppose we can, but it, it's more just that I know it's not really for me. You know, I am looking for a new series. By the way, we just finished Barry. Enjoyed Barry quite a lot. Um, oh, you finished it? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. wonderful. I was impressed, although, and you liked it. I did like it. I did like it. But just before Barry, we watched The Bear. And that is like, mm. you know, trying to follow... Oh, damn. I wish I came up with a good uh, metaphor in time. It's it's basically like uh, <laughs> eating eating popcorn after eating at a Michelin restaurant. You know, it's just not the same. So uh, The Bear has my wholehearted recommendation. I love The Bear. And then Barry was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's fine. It's cool. Yeah. Like really good popcorn with some Maltesers yeah. in between well, the kernels. Of course. I Bear. mean, we're talking, it's a treat, right? This is uh, yeah. this is what it's all about. <laughs> it's, exactly. I haven't gotten to the bear yet, and uh, and I feel bad about it because I think you I would love would. it. At least you that's would. what people tell me. Specifically, you would love it. It's like it has all the makings of a great TV show. It has jargon. It has behind-the-scenes insights into the world of being a chef. It's so well-written. It's funny. It's dramatic, serious. Uh, there's some absolute high points all the way through season one and season two and I believe season three is coming mid next year so you can hop on the bandwagon now I think you'll love it I think I would you know what we rewatched recently that I hadn't seen since it came out it was on Netflix Chef John Favreau have not watched fan of John Favreau though oh. ever since I saw him in uh, yeah. The Sopranos he shows up in that uh, so, yeah, yeah he shows up yeah, in that so yeah. no I'm, uh, I'm a fan yeah yeah, well, check out Chef. Uh, basically, he, uh, you know, Michelin star uh, chef that uh, that then ends up uh, doing a whole food truck thing. I think mm. then it, it inspires a bit what comes from the bear, but I haven't seen the Similar bear. Similar so. vibes from what I can hear. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, Neil, it's time to postulate. We're approaching the end of the year as we're recording and as this will probably be released. And I wanted to ask you, where do you land on game shows oh wow game shows we we i reflected on this recently you had a great piece put up on your uh on your medium about this so i read that and that mm. that got me postulating already so glad we've brought it to the table here today my reflection was in hindsight after reading your piece was 
aren't game shows a bit of a relic of a pre-internet world? Because the fun of the game shows that you describe about sitting around, you know, playing along at home, and you know, even the necessity of re-record, pre-recording, and broadcasting such a thing is now rendered completely right. obsolete by streaming games or streaming. Uh, or, or just quizzes, mm. online quizzes, or, or what have you, you know? I think the internet has provided a much better version of what game shows were trying to be, to a certain extent. So what's my take on them? I suppose I liked them. I was a Who Wants to Be a Millionaire fan as at its peak, as, as were many. The Weakest Link also, I don't know if you had that or if that reached further afield than the UK. Yeah, I've seen the reruns, yeah, exactly. absolutely. Uh, Anne Robinson, I guess, w- made a huge household name for herself as part of that. There have been some bangers, and I know the U.S. world, like the U.S. game show world, is like a whole other level that, but than I've ever been exposed to. But uh, enjoyed them. Think they had their time in the sun, and now they need to just be gently put out to pasture and eventually, <laughs> mercifully, shot in the head. But yes, and and that's exactly what I thought until you know we started watching these with my wife uh, when. Uh, after our son was born uh, to, to buy some time off in the in the afternoons and still sold out live studio audiences, still people tuning into these. I mean, we were watching, of course, reruns just on loop, but people tu- tuning in to see these live, uh, it, it still very much is an event. And not and there were also, you know, relatively young people from, from our generation uh, participating. So I was like, is it really a relic from the past or not? And then... After a couple of days, we were so hooked that it was it was unbelievable. It was just great entertainment. At times, it got you so angry when you knew the answer and you wanted a chance to move to the next question, but the idiot there didn't and used up all his or her lifelines for it. It's just heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. That is something, no way around. That is something that you don't get replicated, I suppose, in the modern online alternatives to pre-recorded game shows and there is one i don't know if you've seen it it's like an absolute classic clip from a uk one called golden balls where they do like a prisoner's dilemma mm. at the end of the game you've seen that right yeah yeah but for the listeners just to let you know it's i won't i won't ruin it or anything but basically the premise of the end of golden balls is two people get brought to a table with a prize fund that they've just earned over the course of the game and then they have to choose split or steal they're given the ultimate prisoner's dilemma right there for everyone to to see. Where if they both say split secretly, uh, they get to split the money. But if one of them says steal and the other says split, then that one who steals it gets the money. And that is dynamite entertainment for TV, as you can imagine. And there's been a few particular Deep. episodes of that that are just next level. So do Google it. Golden Balls, Split or Steal. It's amazing. Golden Balls, Split or Steal. And did you ever get into Jeopardy? As an alternative? No, no, and uh, I have a bit of a. I actually do have a bit of an axe to grind on Jeopardy because I understand. Of I've course never watched, you do. I, I, of course I do. I've never watched a full episode, but I've watched enough to understand the, the concept. The concept is that the contestant has to come up with the question that the answer is when they're showing it, right? That's the basic. Correct. Yeah. Now, the problem yeah. is that is not sustainable long term because Jeopardy is long running for like 20, 30 years, I guess, right? But if you look at the clues now that they're given, it's like an answer that nobody would ever say in a million years. It's grammatically like, or it's just like conceptually totally wrong. It's like, um, mm, mm. And, and then the question is like, what is Barack Obama? Or so it's just like, that's not a question. You can't say what is Barack Obama, you right? Know? Or like, <laughs> or, or who? It just anyway. I watched it a few times and I was like, I hate yeah. this. I don't like the way you have to think to answer these questions or to you know answer answer these answers. I guess. 
So not a fan of yeah, Jeopardy. The reverse yeah. loop. But wasn't there a guy? Wasn't there a guy well, who had a streak on Jeopardy? Was that it? There was like one guy who who was winning it for like years and years in a row, and nobody could beat him. Oh yeah, um, yeah. unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah, you can actually like just to see masters of their craft go in and watch that. And I think for me, it's always been like what my brother and I did to keep busy. You know, before there were iPhones and all these things on mm. car rides, was we'd quiz each other from the Guinness World that Record was a good book one. and basically end up memorizing that. Right. And so I've always had kind of this soft spot for for quiz games, but then. Nobody really wants to play with me anymore, Neil. That so is sad. what I've decided to do is to play you. Why not? Now. Why not? I'm uh, I'm ready to go. You can actually see we're recording uh, virtually here, and you can actually see the edge of the board game collection over there just behind me. Listeners can't see that, obviously. Yes, but, I can. So as you can see, I'm in the board game arena already. I'm ready to go. You're a professional when it comes to board games. Now we're going to see who you are when it comes to trivia games i have a trivia quiz lined up here lovely that i have not looked at i know nothing about and i thought very much like we do with our language quizzes which we've done multiple times here enjoyed those yeah yeah. we go yeah we go question by question we alternate we see who comes out on top at the end i'm up for it let's do it So, listeners, here we are. We've got a quiz lined up. We're going to alternate questions between me and Neil, asking them to each other. And we're just going to see who comes out on top. This is a general trivia challenge. Let's consider this, Neil, our LIP year-end Christmas quiz. This is quite high stakes now, if it's the year-end Christmas quiz. And, of course, I've done zero preparation, not knowing that there was a quiz coming. But I will do my absolute best all the same. All right, Neil. Are you ready? Question one goes to you. Nice. There's the fireworks. There's the fireworks, the traditional. Whoa. Test your knowledge. Exercise your brain muscle. Let's do the... With the official music. Neil, your first question. Who is the author of the Harry Potter book series? A. J.R.R. Tolkien B. Henry James C. Stephen King or D. J.K. Rowling Wow, it's a tough one to start with but I'm going to lock in J.K. Rowling Final answer Final answer, Neil Lock it in Correct! I'm delighted. I've made it. And now, is this this next question is to you, sir? And it is. Yes. What is the term? Question two. What is the term for a group of kangaroos? Is it a a mob, b a colony, c a pride, or d a pack? This is actually tough. I'm going to eliminate c and d, pride and pack. I'm between a mob and a colony. Neil, I'm going to go with b, colony. <sighs> Here we go. Oh, it was a mob. Oh, it's a mob. Oh. So 1-0 the score. All right. 1-0 the score to Neil. Neil, your question now. Farok Bulsara is the real name of which British lead singer born in 1946? A, Eric Clapton. B, Joe Strummer. C, Freddie Mercury. D, Boy George. I'm actually not certain... 
but I'm going to say C, Freddie Mercury. Final answer. And that is correct. Happy days. 2-0 for Neil. Nicola, the Starry Night is an oil on canvas painting made by which famous painter? Is it Da Vinci, Vincent van Gogh, Pablo Picasso, or Rembrandt? The answer is B, Vincent van Gogh. Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Oh. Yeah. Right, correct. Beautiful. Yes. All right. Neil, it's two to one for you. This is your third question. Ganymede is the largest moon in which planet in our solar system? A, Jupiter. B, Uranus. C, Saturn. D, Neptune. Interesting. I, because I only have five seconds, I'm going to lock in Jupiter, given that it's quite a big planet. Hey, how about that? Correct, Neil. How about that? Perfect score. Over to you. Nicola, what is the current tallest building in the world? And this one really depends on when this quiz was made, because it's changing all the time. But four, four years, years ago. So a little bit of extra uh, challenge for you. Is it the Petronas Towers, the Taipei 101, the Burj Khalifa, or the Shanghai Tower? So this is interesting because Petronas and Taipei 101 have been, but Burj Khalifa surpassed them at one point. I'm not so familiar with Shanghai Tower. C, Burj Khalifa. Hey, there you go. Yes. Three to two for Neil. Your fourth Beautiful. question, Neil. What is the fastest land animal on Earth? A, gazelle. B, coyote. C, cheetah. D, elk. That is C, cheetah. All right, final answer, I huh, think Neil? So. It's, hard, it's hardly correct. Call him Butter because he's on a roll. Absolutely. What is the score, by the way? Are we on, what is it, 4-2? Four 4-2, to f- four and it's my fourth. There we go. Nice. Yeah. Your question is, what is the name of Donald Duck's sister? Is it Daisy Duck, Della Duck, Dina Duck, or Daphne Duck? Ooh, I actually don't remember. Um, D, Daphne Duck. Lock it in. It's locked in. Della Duck, Della. and I would not have got that. I would not. No, I would huh? definitely not. I would have said Daisy. Uh, so that is a shock. So four to two. Got to start mounting you a sure comeback do, yeah. here. But uh, let's start with you getting this one wrong, Neil. In the X-Men film franchise, Halle Berry played the role of which character? A, Jean Grey. B, Storm. C, Jubilee. D, Rogue. That would be... B, Storm. Final answer? Absolutely, final answer. Very early 2000s vibes. Yeah, correct, Neil. Storm was the blue one, right? Uh, yeah, she's the one. Well, she had a kind of a white outfit. She can control the weather. She had um, the worst okay. line in the whole movie where uh, towards the end she says, do you know what happens when a toad gets hit by lightning? And the character toad says, no, what? And she says, the same thing that happens to everything else. And then she hits him with lightning. Uh, it, it, it went oh, down wow. as one of the uh, one of the worst lines <laughs> in what was already a not great film. But there you go. Uh, on to question ten. Quicksilver is also known as which metallic element? Is it A. Silver, B. Gold, C. Mercury, or D. Bronze? I'm gonna go with C. Mercury. I was really bad at chemistry in high school. C. Mercury. That's me. 
That is correct. Correct. He's back. So, Neil, just to recap, the score is a 5 to 3 for you. And Beautiful. this is your sixth question. What is the title of the 2018 Academy Award winner for Best Original Song from the Disney film Coco? A. Un Poco Loco. B. La Llorona. C. Remember Me. D. Besame Mucho. I have a clue. The only one that broadly speaks to me is Remember Me. So I'm just going to lock that one in with full confidence. Locking in C. Hey, have a Correct that. again. Unbelievable. <laughs> Six Loving to three. This. Loving this blind look. Uh, question 12 for you, sir. The earth is close to the sun in which month? Ooh. Is it December, January, February, or March? The answer, Neil, should be D, March. And that, that is January. January. Okay. So I, I, hold on. Is that true? That is, I mean, closest to the sun in January. Oh, yeah, because it's yeah, it doesn't affect the seasons, right? How close we are to the sun doesn't affect the seasons because that's more to do with the, no, exactly. the tilting axis. Um, but exactly. that's, a, that's a new one to me. I feel like uh, you're getting a lot of the hard balls here. But uh, hey, that's, am. that's the nature and of the it's quiz. Unfair. That is the nature of the quiz. That is the nature of the quiz. Uh, I'm hoping for a late comeback. Six to three, Neil. Here is your next question. What is the name of Harry's pet owl in the Harry Potter series? So I get all the science ones yes. and you get all the pop culture Indeed. ones. Yeah. Um, a, Peeves. B, Nagini. C, Hedwig. D, Dobby. That is going to be C, Hedwig. That is the final answer. Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Two Harry Potter questions for me so far. And it's seven to three. Oh. Which South American country, Nicola, is the world's largest producer of coffee? Is it Brazil, Bolivia, Cuba, or Chile? Well, Cuba is not in South America. I'm going to say A, Brazil, Neil. That is correct. And he's back. Neil, the score is 7-4. to four. Here is question 15 for you. Frank Baum's novel, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. In Frank Baum's novel, mm. The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, what color are Dorothy's slippers? A, gold. B, silver. C, emerald green. D, red. I think this is a trick question, actually. And it's actually emerald green in the book, mm. although it's red in the film. Pretty sure. Oh, no! It's silver! It's B, Neil, with your first question wrong. The Ouch. score is a 7 to 4, and now is my chance to start mounting a comeback. It is indeed. Uh, your question is, what is the name for the pigment found in your skin and hair that gives them color? Is it A, rhodopsin, B, melanin, C, lutein, or D, bilirubin? You've got to be kidding me. That is like, quite a, this is a quite joke. A, it's um, a big ask. It's a big ask for the for the quizzer. The only one I've heard of of these four that rings a bell is B, melanin, not to be confused with melatonin. I'm going to go with B, lock it in, melanin. That is correct. Yes! Okay. The score is 7 to 5. Um, we're playing to 10, correct? 
Uh, I guess we are. First to ten? Is that how it I guess goes? we are. First to ten, right? Yeah. So what are we on? Eight? Score seven to five. Seven five. Seven five. Okay. Seven five. Here's question 17 for you, Neil. Which movie released in 1982 has the theme song Eye of the Tiger by the band Survivor? Rocky 2, Rocky 3, Death Wish, or The Karate Kid? I hope it's not Rocky 3, but I'm going to go with Rocky 2. I feel like that one had the bigger cultural uh, impact. No! It's Rocky 3, Neil. Crap. I'm... I I have the feeling yeah. it also appears in Rocky 2. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's fully fair. But we're playing but, we're um, playing to the letter of the quiz, right? So it's it, like we're we're just exactly. uh, you know, we're taking it as it comes. Uh if you'd asked me, I would have said Rocky 1 to be honest. So, okay, whatever. I'll uh, I'll let it go. Let it go. Over to you then. So, which plant is the world's fastest growing species? Is it the A, kogon, the B, beans, C, mushroom? Or D, bamboo. Invasive species. Fastest growing. Jack and the Beanstalk. That was pretty fast. Mm. Um, D, bamboo. Nice, nice, nice. All right. So seven to six. Neil, who is the three-time Oscar winner who is also the most nominated male actor in the Academy history? This is as of four years ago. A, Robert De Niro. B, Tom Hanks. C, Jack Nicholson. Or D, Daniel Day-Lewis. I believe it's D, Daniel Day-Lewis. I hope it is. We did an episode on the Oscars not too long ago. We did indeed, Neil. No! And it's C, Jack Nicholson. They did not mention here that it was three time for lead actor, right? That's what tricked you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I remember DDL has the like all-time lead on the wins. But okay. Um, right. Probably not the most nominated also. Yeah, fair, fair. What are we on now? We must be uh, closing the gap. It's seven to six. What is the only country that displays the Bible in its flag? Is it A, Nicaragua, B, Dominican Republic, C, Dominica, or D, Panama? It's not B or D, so not Dominican Republic or Panama. It is A, Nicaragua. Oh, no, it's Dominican very Republic. Sure. You were very sure that it wasn't B there, but yeah, there you go. Yeah, Dominican I was pretty Republic. sure, huh? Hmm. Okay, Neil, small. still seven small. to six. Yeah. Yeah. What is the pen name of this famous American writer, Samuel Langhorne Clemens? A. Michael Crichton. B. Washington Irving. C. Stephen King. Or D. Mark Twain. Just going to lock in Mark Twain, given it's the only one I am vaguely leaning towards. I know it's not Stephen King. So yeah. Let's see. Yes. Correct, Neil. The great American novelist Mark Twain of Huckleberry Finn fame. 8-6, I believe. 8-6, indeed. He is a Greek mathematician considered as the founder and father of geometry. Is it Archimedes, B, Euclid, C, Pythagoras, or D, Pallas? Neil, I have been to Pythagoreo on the island of Samos in Greece. I'm going to go with C, Pythagoras. It's almost unfair. 
It's oh, Euclid. It's Euclid. Oh, That's it's God. Jim McVitie, my geometry teacher in high school, would would crucify yeah. me for that. We one. can't blame this on Jimmy. He he tried, but you just didn't listen. He he tried his best, and I yeah. didn't listen. Eight to six, Neil. Here's one for you. What number is five more than one fifth of one tenth of one half of ten thousand? Uh, that is actually slowing me down here. I'm giving you a few extra yeah. seconds before I click the countdown. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's, 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 uh, nice. it's 105. It's 105. 105. So B, 105. That's your final answer. Final, final answer. It's correct, Neil. You go to nine. It's nine to six. You've got a match point coming up, a potential quadruple match point. But first is what is the financial center and main city of Switzerland? Could you ever have been given an easier question? <laughs> it is A Zurich, B Geneva, C Lausanne, or D Bern. The answer is A Zurich. Come on. Come on. There you yes. go. Okay, nine to seven. Your first match point, Neil, here. Championship point, if you will. This park is the world's most film location. What is the name of this park? A, Golden Gate Park, San Francisco. B, Hyde Park, London. C, Central Park, New York. Or D, Royal Botanic Gardens, Melbourne, Australia. I didn't know that stat was like readily available, but I'm going to go with C, Central Park. It's a fascinating one. That is correct. And Neil, you are the champion of our inaugural year-end Christmas quiz. What an honor. And I suppose, to be fair, you should probably get this last one just to see the final scoreline, right? Because you, you would so yes, ask an equal number of questions, right? So let's get that. And, then, you, and then I will take my victory lap. So Very kind. The, the question is, in Shakespeare's work, Romeo and Juliet, what is the last name of Romeo? Is it A, Prospero, B, Shylock, C, Montague, or D, Oberon? It should be Prospero because it's the only Italian name there. I do not remember. Romeo and Juliet. A. It's Montague. It is Montague. Well, there the we go, Montagues. Neil. And, uh, yeah. A 10 to 7. A 10 7. We like those over here in, in Quizland. Those are uh, a strong result. Congrats. It's a very aesthetically pleasing result, 10 to 7. It shows there was a little bit of a fight, but not enough of one from the opponent. It's an um, assured victory. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. I mean, yeah, it was, uh, it was really a wonderful game to play with you, Neil. It's been a wonderful year to postulate along your side our first full year. Full, with a lost impostulation. Full calendar year. Let the record show 2023 was the first year that postulation fully existed and had its first birthday. Absolutely. Uh, what we're going to do uh, over the next few weeks in honor of that, Neil, is to throw out a few mini clips of some of our greatest hits of mundanity, short, biteable segments for all of you to listen to. Uh, write us in with anything else you'd want to hear, lostinpostulation at gmail.com, any of the socials, Lost in Postulation. And Neil, I guess the best place to end is to ask you, after these 43 plus episodes of original content um not 23 uh as we've uh, we've mistakenly given before mm -hmm. um 
What do we believe? It's almost, it sounds like we agreed something to say here beforehand, but we didn't. I'm purely riffing on the spot. I think what we believe, Nicola, is in the power of postulation. The power, the uniting power of postulation to bring people together who otherwise might never meet each other. That's what we're really here to do. That's what the real purpose is. We're not trying to make a popular podcast that people will listen to. We're just trying to bring the world together in postulation. And no, I'm not recruiting for a cult, despite what you might have heard from the last episode. That's not a real cult. It's not happening. <laughs> I'm just saying that, uh, if anything, I've learned the power, the postulatory power of, uh, of asking people questions. Have fun. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself. He's Neil Fitzpatrick. I'm Nicola Volpi. This is Lost in Postulation. And we wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.